time, man. Hmm. I was making sure I got that right. I was making sure I got that shit right. I was not trying to fuck that up. <laughs> I was not trying to fuck that up. But, yo, welcome to Baba Susia, my man. How's it going? Yo, Brody. Yo, Baba Susia. If you don't know Baba Susia, that means, that means talk your shit. I'm Dominican, by the way. So that's where the name comes from. You're like, yo, what the fuck is a Baba Susia? Like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, I'm Dominican. It means talk your shit. It means dirty saliva. But translate back to English, talk your shit, basically. Um, so every time I start this, I always like to ask the guests, um, who is uh, All-Star JR? Uh, hell of a guy, shit. I'm an artist from Detroit, Michigan. Um, definitely deep into this music shit right now. Elevating through it. Mobbing, working, hustling, grinding. Okay. Okay. So, tell us about, like, because we're going to start off real quick because we only have, like, a short amount of time, but we're going to start off real quick. Um, tell us about how it was going up in Detroit, but specifically the east side of Detroit. The east side, like, Eastside, wild for real. Like, <laughs> it was like different. You seeing so much stuff you probably shouldn't even see as a kid, but the East was turned. <laughs> like the parties was just different. What like, was what was one of the crazy things you seen? The crazy stuff I used to like even be into, like just getting in high speed chases, like <laughs> filling cars, young, young, like twelve, thirteen type shit. Like, like it was just crazy. Life was crazy over there, but it was lit. Damn. That's kind of like, I have, I have a cousin that used to do that. <laughs> but you had to calm down, man. You had to calm down because it caught up to him and shit. <laughs> Definitely had to slow it down. But now, nah, man, yo, I would say this, though. Like, I love my Detroit people, man, because I grew up with, like, one of my homies. His father was in the military. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, you know, like, one of them, like, militant, like, people. But he's from, like, Detroit. So he was, like, some tall, like, six dude, six four dude. Like, mad big and shit. Always with mad energy, though. So I see, like, the same type of energy you guys got. It's, like, in different type of forms. Like, yeah. But Detroit is like a different type, so I mean, we just a up tempo type city for real. So like everybody just, you know, they they in tour, they on the go, you know, everybody trying to get something going. Okay, okay. So would you say you was always like a very like go getter, like a hustler, like you always had a hustle mentality to get out? Yeah, I always just been outside trying to do something like forever for real. Okay, okay. So like. I know you said you've been doing this music thing for, like, hella years now, right? Like, six years to be exact, right? Seven now? Or is it, like, six and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how was it, like, in the very beginning when you were trying to get to the top, right? Like, your town and your city is, they're literally supporting you. But it's, like, now it's, like, damn, like, hold up. How can I get this shit, like, more and more heat and more things behind my name? How did that feel, like, when you were in that process of getting to that? It really be a blur, because it's like you might catch a song or something in, the, in like the immediate area, then the city might pick up, and you know, like now nah, with YouTube and the internet, next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's people from other states. You get the feeling yourself, but it all be a blur until you start noticing like real changes. Like I think a lot of artists, like they just blowing through it, not recognizing what happens sometimes. So when it be like that real big moment, it kind of smack them too hard. Because it really do be a blur. But it always felt like I'm working towards my, my end goal. Like, none of this shit has ever, like, satisfied me or made me feel like, like all right, mm-hmm. I made it, I did it. None of this shit. Like, all of it just kind of been a blur. Every accomplishment I've been, like, thankful for, 
Mm-hmm. Like getting where I'm trying to go is a part of that process. What was one of the biggest like moments that you were like, oh shit, I gotta stop and pause and like think like, damn, like what I'm doing right now, this is like really big, like bigger than what I expected it to be. Like just having like three, four months straight, you just on the road doing shows everywhere, like selling shit out. I'm like, oh, I got some shit going on. <laughs> so that was a moment for sure. What was one of those moments that you was like on the road that you was like, damn, like my shit really like this shit slapping, slapping like. It was actually like it was a stretch where like three of my shows like back to back to back, like they a sell out and literally get canceled because like chicks would be fighting because like I ain't came to the stage yet. <laughs> they tired of seeing the openers. They ready to like, and I'm like, man, I'm really turned. Like <laughs> they just can't even keep themselves together for forty seven minutes, right? Yo, so question, yo, so how the shorties though? How is it now like with that success though? And the shorty's pulling up and shit. I and mean, having that type of, like... I went through that phase, so shit. I be chilling for real, not like... I went through that phase. That was a wild time just seeing even that change. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, the sliders up or something. Or the rules <laughs> the off. Nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the eaters is out. Man. <laughs> but now, man. Oh, uh, man. So, let's talk about... Uh, we only have a short amount of time. I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible and try to get in as many things as we can. Um, let's talk about time where you were um where, where you were shot. Mm-hmm. And how was that mentally? Because we already know we already know the story, you said it multiple times. But what I really want to know more on my end is how was it like the recovery time? How did you get past that? Past the like with PTSD, how did you deal with that? Because you know, there's other kids. There may be a kid who may have had the same thing happen to him that he don't have anybody to, like, look to and be like, yo, like, this shit happened to me. And somebody went through it himself. The recovery mm-hmm. is going to be draining because then I think, like, mm-hmm. like, so with Steve, like, he gets shot, like, in the head, in the face, and our recovery is just so different. Our recovery is just so different by getting shot in the head and the face. So... Everybody shit, I don't even think it'll be that hard. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely going to drain you because it's mental. It's going to be times where you really just feel let down. Like, you know, shit like that, if you in the streets, a lot of times it'd be a pride thing. Like, for real, for real, it'd be mm-hmm. like a pride thing. Like, damn. Because that's what it was for me. Like, damn, I really let these niggas get up on me. I mm-hmm. wasn't even sad that I got shot. It was more I like, was more, like, let down at myself that I let somebody shoot me. Mm-hmm. Like... Was it more of the idea of, like, damn, like, you're, like, now that they got me, this is more how people saw me, and you didn't want people to see you like that. That's what got you more upset, right? Like, that Not, not even that. I'm a dog, for real. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, like when I got out of the hospital, I had posted, like, my head was swollen up. I'm wired up, all type shit. I posted for that reason just to show, like, the good, the bad. Shit, I'm here. And the ugly. Yeah, I'm here. Like, I literally used to post fucked up like looking crazy just to work myself back to this moment and like mm-hmm. like i told john niggas i was gonna be straight so for me it was draining but that shit drained me so much that i had to get back like it was like it it took so much out of me that i had to like come back like damn near bigger stronger mm-hmm. faster like i done 
I took that shit like tearing my ACL or something. Like, I just got to. Because I was like, that's some Rambo shit. Yeah, I'm like, I just got to <laughs> really get back. Like, because. I found that very unique because I had an uncle in DR that, that he works for like the president over there, but he had some shit happen to him where his car got hit during a time where they were like helping the president out. Uh, and his shit, like how you described it, his shit came out through right here though. Uh, like under his like whole entire like chin area. Uh, so then after that, the motherfucker came back stronger and harder, bro. The motherfucker is now like one of the top like Secret Service type dude over there. Because it just depends yeah. on, I think all that shit just how you wired overall. Yeah. Like truthfully, like. I'm not a person who quit. I'm not a nigga who give up easy. Like, I be wanting to see the finish line. And, like, I took that shit. Like, oh, this like a real challenge. Like, okay, we about to do this too and get back to business. Mm. I had my days. Like, I ain't want to do shit. Like, I felt like shit. You know what I'm saying? That's going to come with a process like that. Like, I lost, like, I'm already a skinny nigga. I lost 40 pounds. I can't eat. I can't talk. Like, I can't even fuck my body just so fucking weak. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It just, it was oh, a I lot. understand the pain. Yeah, it was a lot. Torn up my right knee playing football and shit. My whole shit got torn up. But, oh, question. How's the, how's the. I'm about to hop on the New Jersey transit. Fuck you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes, we got good gas going. All right, I'm about right. to catch the subway out there. Can you catch the subway out there? Yeah, yeah. I'm about to hop on the motherfucking, uh. F trains to that bitch. Nah, they got the NJ. <laughs> yo, it's literally the same name. NJ, you have on that NJ Transit to NJ Transit, man. Um, but yeah, man. So let's talk like let's talk about the album. So what's one song in your album that you could relate back to what happened to you and that always pumps you up whenever you hear it that you're like, yo, this is my shit right here. Probably the first song, Critical to Stable. That was the first song I recorded, like um when I got like the first set of wires took out. Cause like my whole mm-hmm. everything was wired up crazy. So when I got like the first set took out to where I can like where you could hear and like understand what I was saying, like I literally like snuck to the studio. I asked my surgeon, like I go to the studio. I'm like, man, no, you can't go to no fucking studio. <laughs> took the wires out. I shook off the little sedation, went to the studio. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. I pushed that bitch out because it was like I just I just had to get that out. And just for me. That song was really like a release. I remember just getting the beat, just wired up, just not even necessarily writing to it, just letting it soak in. Just I used to just listen to that. It's like this is the first beat I'm gonna do, like no matter what. Yeah, I uh, I was listening to one of your lyrics. You said something about knees and cheese, bro. That shit had me dying laughing. Don't know why that was high, and I heard that shit. And I said that was this morning. I was like listening to one of your songs. I was like uh-huh. knees and cheese. I was like, yo, what the fuck made you want to say that, man? But need some cheese. <laughs> like, shit, you need to get you some money. <laughs> nah, man, but I heard that. I started laughing with that one, man. That, that shit had me funny. And then I was like, the the other bar that you had was, I'm disgusted with your, with your bitch boy. You a fucking, you fucking her raw. I keep my protection on me or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like this. That shit was funny. That's exactly what you're talking about. So you had a homie tell you something crazy or something like that. You had to put that in the bar. You was like, do like a little like. No, it was more <laughs> one of them things like sometimes even as an artist, mm-hmm. uh, everybody be thinking you want that chick. And he like, bro, I wouldn't fucking touch her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, And she be fucking you. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> one some of y'all niggas bitches crazy. <laughs> Oh man, 
So let me ask a question. I see that in the album cover, you like did kind of like uh, I would say like a homage to like Biggie's album, basically. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah, the, but the difference was it was a child there with like curly hair this time. Yeah, that was yeah, my full, son. Yeah, full head of hair though. That was, that was my boy. <laughs> yeah, man. So so what went into that? Into making that album cover like that? Uh, just listening to Ready to Die while I was recovering. Like I was with my son really every mm-hmm. day of my recovery. I, like, I've been listening to a lot of classic albums, listening to Ready to Die. And how it happened one day, he was actually, like, like just sitting on the floor, like, watching, like, Coco Melon and mm-hmm. some shit. And he was, like, zoned in, and it literally just popped in my head. And I'm like, we got to do that. Hmm. The album cover? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to do that. Yeah. So then you just, damn, that's creative. Really, because all I did was take that nigga in the bathroom. My photographer came over. He sat still. For like a half a second. <laughs> that literally, we never actually got a good shot. That was just the best one we had. We fully stock cooperating. And we like, all right, we going to rock with that one. Yeah, because I can only imagine. Kids be doing the most. <laughs> he, he wasn't fucking with it. Yeah, he ain't going to stand still because I can only imagine. But, <laughs> but uh, what went into like making the album? Like how much energy did that take to make? And how did it feel doing the album? That, uh, this was like a process, like a couple songs been like a couple songs, like a couple of years old, like because I always knew like OC2 like was going to mean something to me. That's why I didn't immediately come out with part two after the first one. So it was like a, it was a cool process because I was able to live to make it like I mm-hmm. like I like to make music about life shit. So I had to live like and that one. Like, that was more personal than a lot of my other tapes. So it's like, I got to live a lot of my life. Like, understand, like, fucked up shit got to happen in everything for me to even pour certain feelings into certain projects. Yeah. Like, I live, like, when I record, it's like, it's not me, like, imagining a bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just shit I'm seeing, I'm living, I'm feeling, or something close to me or something like that. Okay. So... What's one thing that you will leave off to the kids or anybody who wants to go through, the, who's going through this process? What's a message that you would leave to them? Just don't stop for real. This one game, like, you can't stop. It ain't even no such thing as falling off for real. Only people who ever fall off is the people who stop. Like, this shit like an everlasting type game. They try to tell you it's not and you got a window, but it's so much opportunity within the whole structure of the shit, like, just keep going. Like, but but respect the game. Like, do it for real. Like, care about doing it. Okay. You heard it here first on Baba Sucia. I'm All-Star JR. Already know. Like, subscribe, follow, and thank you once again, NJ Transit, proud sponsor. All right. And we out. We Baba out Sucia. of here. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. I gotta come out to Jersey and rock with you. You gotta sit down.